Welcome to the Bridging Broken to Breakthrough podcast. I am your host, Maria Wingard. Today is a red tent conversation. The title is Saging the Kitchen Hag or Demons in Disguise. This is part four of Interview with a Vampire Redeemed by Jesus series. This is where we're going to continue the conversation with Dorothy, a former pagan practicing witchcraft specifically vampirism. You're going to hear about all the things that go bump in the night. Now, as practicing Christians, it's important to understand that anything supernatural is either an angel or a demon, even if it appears in the form of a former human being. If it's a former human being that is coming up to you in the supernatural, that is a demon, not a human. So, that being said, let's continue with the interview. So in, in my home, uh, this was just a little over a decade ago. Okay. I started to have things happening in my home. Now, what do you, you mean by that? Having things happen in your home? Things that I knew were demonic. Okay. So uh, I was going to say that, you know, there were at the time anywhere between five and seven sometimes even 11 people living in that home at one given time. So it wasn't just me that saw it. There were would they be... all participating in the vampire? No, none, of them, none no. of them. Well, my husband at the time. So he... your husband and you were practicing. None of the rest were that you were aware of. Correct. Correct. And now I do have another question because I don't think you brought this up. What were you both doing bloodletting to each other or was no, he I just, did, I did not, I did not bloodlet. Um, he was actually my donor. Okay. My, my, my ex-husband was my donor. Okay. Going back to, uh, well, let me, let me even back up. I'd already, I already began going back to church at the time. Really? Uh, and that, yes. So, That's so interesting to me. He has he has a or he has a couple of children, and my mother in law also lives in the home, and she is a, a very devout Christian. And of course, I knew that the children needed a good Christian foundation. Isn't that funny? I knew that they needed that. So a second ex husband. Um, became your blood donor, and his mm -hmm. mother was a practicing devout Christian, but she didn't know that there was something wrong other than things were going bump in the night. Correct. Correct. Okay. Anyway, um, I was actually the, the one that wanted to get the kids back in, or get the kids in church. I wanted to do that. Even while With you my... hated God, you hated yes. him. Yes. Isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> but I knew that at, at this point in my life, and this is where I've been, I had been practicing within the occult for, oh my goodness, I was probably a good 15 years in. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I knew that things were, I knew it wasn't right. I knew it wasn't. And I'm looking at these kids and I certainly did not want them to be a part of that world. And mm. I knew that 
they needed a, a real foundation spiritually. Mm-hmm. So I was the one that brought us all to church and was my heart in it. No, it wasn't, but it was, it was more or less like I just needed the kids to be exposed to, to God, who Jesus is, that sort of thing. I, I wanted, I guess in my own little weird perverted way, I, I was still trying to save them. I was still trying mm, to save them from the innocence. life that you're living. Correct. So anyway, I, I, I am actually, I, I was a member. I became a member of the church. So when you, when you post things about, you know, paganism and the occult infiltrating the church, you don't know who's in church. <laughs> Cause you were literally there practicing casting yes. spells and, and I will doing all kinds you, of things. I will even tell you that I was a part of a, a very big organization. I won't even say the, the location that I'm in, but no, no, but you're talking about inside a, vampirism. You correct. were a part of an organized religion yes. of vampires, basically. Correct. Correct. A coven. Mm-hmm. And um, I will tell you that the members of that coven, they were regular, uh, most, a lot of them were regular church goers. They had this alternate lifestyle, if you will, but they would go to church on Sundays. They would be there with their families and their families mm-hmm. didn't even know anything about their alternate lifestyle, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a very real thing that you don't know who is among you <laughs> in a congregation. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously so, I know that, but for our listeners, that has to be such a wow moment. I mean, I've, I've heard many stories. I've actually, you know, had people come out of that lifestyle that were attending church, including yourself. So it still amazes me every time I hear that. It's like, you're literally practicing everything, like, as you said, giving the one finger salute to God, <laughs> but yet you're in his house. It Correct. just seems like, I hate to put it this way, but almost hypocritical, like very. you're inside the house of the person that you hate with a smile on your face and pretending to want to be there, but you don't really want to be there. Correct. But there again, the church is also a hospital for sick souls. Absolutely agree. But before we get there, because that's the, that's the next place I'm going, but before we get there, I'm going to talk about the stuff that was happening in my house. Yes. Sounds great. Go for it. Of course I had very close relationships or friendships, if you will, of other witches and things. Yes. I was having this problem with cabinet doors opening. Mm-hmm. Like we're sitting in the living room and a, a kitchen cabinet door is just opening mm-hmm. on its own. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I even had a situation where I had the garage door uh, or the door coming into the house from the garage. It was dead bolted. Like it was locked. And I was a, I was home alone for this one. And I knew that I had locked it. And there was a gust of wind. There, there were no storms. Or anything like that, but a gust of wind blew it wide open, and that really freaked me out. There were other incidents where I would hear, 
something breathing behind my neck, like mm. audibly breathing. My ex-mother-in-law, she had incidents like that occur. And my now ex-husband, he was even seeing things that I was seeing at the same time, these little orbs just floating around the room in our bedroom at night. I even woke him up and, or I thought I was waking him up. I'm like, did you see that? Did you see that? And he's like, oh no, I saw it. There were three orbs just dancing around our bed. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There were many, many, I have many stories. Even the children have stories. Right. And, uh, and I so- can say, I mean, I've had that as a Christian. Um, when I was under some warfare, I had a bedroom door slamming shut and, you know, we came and, you know, gutted those things out. And I believe, honestly, a lot of that comes in through sexual sin. And a lot of the vampirism was truly sexual sin, um, though it can come in a lot of different forms. I mean, obviously, you you had over and above the sexual sin was the idolatry and serving another master. Um, right. But in my house, uh, my ex-husband had an adulterous relationship along with pornography and it just unleashed hell in our home. And I had the door slamming shut. I had a cat literally materialize and then completely disappear into thin air. Oh, wow. I've had, yeah, I've had the orbs. Um, People like to sit there and talk about ghosts and ghosts are just, I mean, you and I both know it, ghosts are demons. I literally heard oh, I my <laughs> I literally heard my son run across the floor and giggle and he wasn't home. And, and you know, you know your own child. You know their laugh, you know how they run, you know how they sound. And it literally mimicked my son. And so I I totally get what you're saying, but it can happen to practicing Christians, not just I mean, that's those are just tormenting things that are trying to find a way to stay. But go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt well, you. For our household, it was tormenting because mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a little creepy. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying it's a little creepy. Oh, yeah. And uh, so anyway, I had a I had a friend of mine and, and her husband spend the weekend with us. They came to visit us. And she is a, a lifetime practicing witch. She has been practicing since she was in her teens, up until, I mean, she's older than me. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, she came over and we salted the property. We, um, you know, did all the, the witchy things that you do to try to ward off what she, what she called a kitchen hag. And that, that is a, <laughs> a, a witch, um, terminology. Right. Something, something that it's, you got a, you got a hag that just won't leave the kitchen cabinets right. alone. <laughs> Uh, so we we did all those things, you know, burning the sage, and you know. All, what um, do you and, think of Christians burning sage? Since you brought that up, I'm I'm rabbit trailing. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's silly. You think? Do you, do you really think demons are afraid of some burning like you know leaves? <laughs> I mean, they're not. I mean, they're they're really not. It's not warding off anything. If, if anything, you're making your home smell earthy <laughs> right and, and bringing um, things in <laughs> and, and and potentially bringing things in that's that's correct that is correct because that is an age-old 
custom for within paganism in general, whether whether you are going back to the Druids, if you're going back to uh, Indian, like American Indian culture, just witchcraft in general. That that is that is witchcraft in general. It is. Sage is, is a is a common thing to ward off evil, quote unquote. It, but it, it doesn't really work. doesn't. It doesn't work. And that's what I'm getting to is that it would, these things would go away for a short period of time. When I say short, maybe a week. Mm -hmm. And then it would get worse. And then I would sit there and do the crystals in the windows and make sure that I, I charged my crystals and cl or cleanse them, then charge them. I did all that stuff, you know, and put them in the window and put them in the, southeast corner of the house or <laughs> whatever you know i i did all you did stuff. all the things it, it, it's a lot of work uh it is there, a, lot, a of whole work. lot of a whole lot of cinnamon and salt was uh was wasted in in these processes but anyway so none of that really worked and it, it always came back i am grateful you have decided to come walk a mile with me your host maria wingard on the bridging broken to breakthrough podcast for our red tent conversations to find out how Jesus bridges broken to breakthrough and to listen to past episodes, please visit hopewillarise.com. And thanks for listening today.